Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 55 of Secrets of Shadowloo. We are still in the Mrigonka chapter, and as bonkers a place as Mrigonka is, uh, a point that I feel no need to belabor, I think we're mostly over the hump on that. I, I think we've jumped the squid, if you will, and really seen uh, most of the weirdest stuff that Mrigonka has to offer. There are still some gems coming up, but I mean, we've been talking about the science wing, and you can't beat the science wing for weird Shadowloo stuff. This page gives us our last little taste of that uh, with the stats for the Singing Roses Brain Mulch Maneuver, uh, which allows it to vibrate its petals at a pitch that shreds human flesh. Just a wonderful note to leave us on, if you see what I did there. Uh, in leaving the weird science section, then there's a little description of the nuclear power generator. But after the nuclear power generator, we're on to uh, what is to me at least some confusing uh, uh, geography of the rest of the Undercity. It all just kind of blends together. And that's this page all over. At least it was before this very reading of Secrets of Shadowloo. I've had this book for a long time. And I have to admit that in the past, I pretty much glossed over this section. Because this is where we get into the banality of evil. This is the counterpoint to stuff like the Shadowloo Space Program or the B-movie Killer Robot Lab. This is just like mundane crime, little shitty things Shadowloo can do all around the world. Like in the Northern Wing, personnel, first floor, there's something called the Indoctrination Center. Now, it does say that this multipurpose room can, quote, seal up instantly and asphyxiate everyone in the room with exotic poison gases. But I assume that to be true of every room in Riganka, unless otherwise noted. Other than that, this is just a big dining area. It's a, it's a big, quote, glorious cafeteria where you just subject people to cafeteria-style dining and you pump in some subliminal messages to gradually grind down people's resistance to the creeping horror of Shadowloo. After that, you've got a couple of train station stops. There's something called the Ultra Train. There's nothing ultra about it. It's just a little train. Goes to all the different parts of the Undercity. But train stations. I don't drive, so God knows I've seen a few train stations in my time. Are they evil? Yes, but low-key evil. Descending to the second floor of the North Wing, we find the barracks, which are simple barracks for the people who work in the Undercity. Not really evil in themselves, the barracks. They're containers for evil people. An evil person doesn't necessarily sleep on an evil pillow or brush their teeth with an evil toothbrush, although I'm certain that Shadowloo scientists are working on that. Uh, more on that later. Down below the barracks, what do we have? Data storage. Quote, this is one of the most sedate and sane rooms in the fortress. Row upon row of file cabinets, microfiche machines, and computer hard drives rest under layers of dust and cobwebs. Three ancient librarians tend to their duties and stir the dust around. Once again, more cushy, boring Shadowloo employment. Uh, three elderly librarians paid to sit around in a room with archives so disused that they're gathering dust. And the text goes on to say, quote, Appearances are deceiving. This room has some of the most valuable stuff on the island. Information on the activities of Shadowloo throughout the world. Street fighters don't care about this. After everything we've been through to get to this point in Rigonka, I am not excited by a dusty file cabinet full of manila folders that I can take to an accountant somewhere and figure out how to nail low-level Shadowloo functionaries for tax fraud in Germany or wherever the fuck. If these librarians uh, knew some exotic form of martial arts 
or if they could use the books as weapons in some way. I don't know if they knew some kind of uh, deadly origami, perhaps. If there were something here for me to kung fu, then maybe I could get excited about this. But absent that, data storage doesn't even make a blip on my radar at this point in my journey through Mriganka. I have no doubt that Shadaloo's global financial operations are evil. I just don't give a fuck about them. Uh, in the South Wing, we have, guess what, another train station. Oh, and uh, the Grand Dojo. This is kind of interesting. Quote, this room is shaped like a large hexagon. Visitors to the dojo check in at the front desk along one wall. Footgear must be removed, and each visitor must don a colored robe. Followers of the same style wear robes of the same color. One blank wall contains the entrance. Four of the six walls have murals depicting the styles of the four main bosses, and that's capitalized. They're talking here about a Bison, Sagat, Vega, and Balrog. The deal here, as described earlier, and I won't quote at length, is that underneath Mriganka, here uh, right around the Grand Dojo, there are training camps for the four styles of the four Shadaloo bosses, and then annually the top personal students of those bosses uh, fight each other in the dojo. I guess all these people must live together. I mean, there are separate training camps, but only one set of barracks, right? They, they must see each other around. It must be such a strange culture clash. The four styles are Lurdrit, which is like personal, grueling, psychic, hazing by M. Bison. You learn dark psychic powers or lose your soul trying. Then you've got Sagat's personal training camp for Thai kickboxing, which is already extremely brutal. And Sagat was a Thai kickboxer so brutal that he left Thai kickboxing because merely beating the shit out of and possibly killing people in bare-knuckle combat was not enough for him. His camp must be a fucking hell on earth. Then you got Vega's training camp, and we know that he's training actual assassins, who are only competitive martial artists as a sideline, if at all. And then you've got a boxing school, <laughs> like like a little boxing gym with, I guess, like a ring set up and like a, a big heavy bag. I wonder what path in life leads you to learning to box in a gym stories beneath the ground alongside assassins and dark psychics in Riganka. And I also wonder where you go from here. There's no clear career path. I, I can easily imagine someone coming from here into the very uh, brutal and crime-dominated Thai kickboxing circuit, or going from here to being like a revenant or a personal apprentice of bison. It's a weird career path to spend your early 20s living beneath the earth in an island dictatorship devoted to global evil, learning to box and then like I guess just getting out there on the circuit, earning a living? I don't know. Maybe this is an internship you don't want to take. It seems like a detour to me. If you don't already know this is a bad idea when you sign up, you're going to know it as soon as you walk into the Grand Dojo in your blue Chateau robe and boxing gloves, facing down a Lurdrit military assassin who's just sold their soul to exude fire from their limbs. I think in that scenario, you uh, take a moment and look at your boxing gloves and think, what the fuck am I doing here? But you know what? Other than Lurdrit, this is 75% a place to learn martial arts. And the Grand Dojo itself, which is the location described here, it's, it's just a dojo. It's just a place to fight. What else do we have here? Uh, there's, a, there's a packaging plant where they repackage and ship stolen goods and uh, contraband. You can see why when I was younger, I felt like, who needs this page when we have the rest of Mriganka? But... I should have known better because there's a little hint here of what use a GM could have for this material. It's in the Western Wing, which are devoted to, quote, the crime labs. That's one word, crime labs. A wonderful brand name for piddly little corporate evil. On the second floor, there's a chemical laboratory, quote, in the world of the street fighters, many drugs come from the laboratories of evil scientists. In Riganka, master chemists invent new drugs, as well as addictive foods, beverages, television shows, and chemically treated clothing. 
The most sinister plan is a top-selling card game coated with addictive chemicals. That's right, in No Dan's Land, in this dark street fighting world, there is an analog to Magic the Gathering that is a secret Shadaloo plot to get people addicted to chemicals coating the cards. And this lab is putting chemicals in food as well, putting chemicals on clothing. It says they make addictive television shows as well. I'm not sure why that's in the preview of a chemist, even an evil one. But I don't know. I am neither an evil chemist nor, if it is not too much of a redundancy, an evil network executive. So I don't know how this works. I don't know what kind of chemicals you use to make your latest bit of network TV pablum into a literal addictive substance. But what the fuck? Chemicals. The answer is chemicals. Somehow chemicals do it. This is banal evil, yes, but it kind of is on that line. It almost comes back around again to being weird evil, like shipping stolen goods around the world, international financial crime. That's very boring evil. But if you push that boringness all the way to the point of like, let's infiltrate the garment industry and chemically alter slacks so that when you wear slacks, you become slightly sedated just to sort of generally fuck with the resolve of people around the world, that's boring in such a bizarre way that I can really get into it. Likewise, this Magic the Gathering thing, this addictive card game, we're talking about one manufacturer whose products are everywhere. Creating an addictive card game seems like a lark, but you ask Wizards of the Coast about that shit, you could do a lot worse for the cornerstone of an evil empire. This card game thing is why I should have seen that there was more to this page, but it's not even my favorite thing on it. Not in the year 2021. As I record this in January 2021, my favorite thing on this page is the radioactive nightclub. This is the one that only the full ripeness of time has revealed to be genius. Quote, everyone needs a little recreation, but Bison doesn't want his employees to have too much. The nuclear reactor that powers the base is right next to the island's nightclub. This way, none of the visitors to the nightclub stay past their allotted curfew. Radiation scanners and a med station are located nearby. The club is lit by tiny glow sticks, and snacks are always cooking at the buffet. Of course, no cooking devices are needed. Years ago, when I read this, I thought, oh, what a, what a funny little piece of pure absurdity. A radioactive nightclub. Imagine a, a place where you can go and dance and get a drink at immense and immediate personal risk to your health. And for some reason, people just go dick around there. This was just one dumbass paragraph until... About March 2020, <laughs> which time it became trenchant social satire. Now, I can't help but imagine the internal monologue of a Shadaloo agent on their night off, sitting around the barracks, tired, bored, the minutes of their weekend are ticking by, they're underground as they have been for probably days, and they think, <sighs> all right, you know, I'm only going to go in for a minute. Only, just like, I know it's not perfectly safe, but just for a short time, let me go into the radioactive nightclub. I'll just stop in. I'll just stop in, have a little bit of that uh, radioactive pub food. I won't eat it right away. I'll bring it home and like let it sit for a couple of hours. Maybe, you know, maybe one hour, maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes, whatever it is, 20 minutes. I'll bring it in, set it on the table, go wash my hands. By the time I come back, it should be fine. This is the secret weapon of Shadaloo on this page. This is the banality of evil. I think if you're a Shadaloo employee, it's going to be pretty hard to trick you into going into one of these death traps that are going to be so effective against Street Fighters. You're going to be very wary if you work on Riganka about trap doors, about locations that seal up and fill with poisonous gas. You're always going to be looking out for a squid shoot or a squid shoot analog in whatever location you're in. And you're going to be always on the lookout for tricks, right? Your Shadaloo master is trying to trick you into dangerous, compromising situations, but there's no trick with the radioactive nightclub. That's why it's so insidious. 
This is, look, it's just a place you can go. It's just a nightclub. Nobody's going to make you dance. Nobody's going to make you drink. Nobody's going to make you uh, come eat the pub food that we've got sizzling on the surface, (laughs) the counter we put things on to watch them sizzle in the unrelenting waves of radiation. Nobody's making you come here and have a good time. Just, hey, if you want to, you've been cooped up in that bunk a long time. If you want to, as a personal choice, if you want to come to the radioactive nightclub just for a minute, then that's, you know what, that's you. That's your personal freedom to do that. This is how M. Bison is going to kill his entire staff with radiation, which, counter to all logic, is certainly what M. Bison is trying to do. As we know, nothing is next to the nuclear reactor by accident. So I got to give this page a lot of credit. It's way more evil than I initially thought it was. So this is at least a revelation to me. I don't know if it's a revelation to you. You may have just assumed that Shadaloo is engaged in all kind of uh, mundane evil, as well as the the grandiose weird stuff. But if I didn't blow your mind today, I am for sure going to blow your mind next time when I crack open perhaps the biggest secret of Shadaloo yet on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs>